<laughs> That's why it was down oh, so low. Yeah. <laughs> Resting hard face. There much we go. Much better. Much, much better. better. Yeah, you okay. can come down just a I'm smidge. Yeah. I'm going to try and get everybody about num- uh, minus nine. Here? I'm not even going to bother with Paul because he's going to lie. Uh, Brian, this Mike, check. is my voice on TV. <laughs> Remember that? You are hearing me talk. More. <laughs> Hello, the Algo, the Algor doll. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the Geek Out Podcast, some of the geeky apps and services I've been geeking out with since geeking out about them on Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Geek. <laughs> Avengers Endgame is being re-released with a post credit scene? We've got a bunch of news about the next Kingsman movie. Miley Cyrus covered Nine Inch Nails on Black Mirror, and Trent Reznor liked it. And I review the new Adam Sandler Netflix movie. Spoiler alert. Farts and turds. Nerdy is the new sexy. Let's go to be a the Zones Geek Out, the podcast. Hello, it's the Geek Out Podcast, episode 38. We record this on Thursday, June 20th, 2019. I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out, Wednesdays, 7.20 with Dylan and Jason in the Morning Zone. My name is DJ Boytano. You can hear me every weekday afternoon uh, in the afternoon zone doing the mixtape with Paul Plastino and Jenny West. Sure. Let I'm him Paul swallow Bacino. that apple. <laughs> uh, who's gone? Who's gone? I'm Paul Plastino. I host... That afternoon zone with Jenny West. Thank you. And my name is Art Aronson. I'm a reporter for the Q in the Zone, also co-host of Between the Stammers. And I am Kirsten James. Period. Da 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 da. Jeez. <laughs> uh, this week on Buzz Weekly Geek Out, I did a clip show. Not really, uh, but just a review. That a review thing that I did a number of years ago, where I go back through old Weekly Geek Outs and talk about things that I am still using after I geeked out about them on the show. Oh. And then I also talked about a couple of things that I don't use or things that failed horribly or things that should never have existed. Uh, so in the Yay column, I talked about Pocket, which is a visual bookmarking service without which there really would be no geek out or random clicks because as I go around the internet and I find something cool, I just I just put it in Pocket, my little, it's getpocket.com. And, and then I come back once a week to this visual bookmarking service and I see the list of things under random click or list of things under geek out and then i get to say oh yeah i found that three days ago and completely forgot about it so then i choose from there i also talked about chrome remote desktop which is how i log into my other computers from other computers it's also how i tech support my mom um and it's very handy because it's like you're sitting in front of the computer you just have it on both the computers and chrome remote desktop just evolved actually so it's you don't have to do the full installation thing uh, they can go to, I believe it's remotedesktop.google.com, and they can send you a tech support request. Um, so I might actually be helping more people, which is a kind of scary. <laughs> Don't uh, offer those services. Yeah, maybe not. Save maybe yourself. Not. <laughs> and another one I talked about was a soft murmur, which is this really cool, simple app slash website where you can just dial up sounds, uh, waves, or wind, or thunder, or a Buddha bowl, or a coffee shop, or Wait, white noise. Wait, what does a Buddha bowl sound like? Like this. Oh, I was thinking of the food. Yeah. I was like, you know, like a food? Oh, yeah, like a bowl? Yeah. <laughs> You're thinking like a bento box? What are you talking about? No, there's like a, a, a bowl. It's called a Buddha bowl. And oh, it's I didn't just know like, that. It's like lettuce and uh, rice and oh. like all those healthy, like organic whatever yeah, things. So it's going to sound yeah. like, mmm, yeah. I'm going to be a regular later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> no, nothing like that. Uh, yeah, you just choose these sounds. You choose their levels. You choose like a a fade out in an hour and you can just fall asleep or focus to these uh, these sounds so that's what I geeked out about 
We went over the cue sheet beforehand to not have these awkward silences, and now we have the awkward silence. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. I haven't I received that yet, but I'm getting regular update, updates from the company who made Trogdor the board game, which is the ch- the brothers Chaps, and then some other guy who I'm sure is really cool. Uh, they're making a board game out of Trogdor. It's still coming. I I, I backed it on crowdfunding. It's I haven't seen it yet, but because that's how crowdfunding works. But one day, one day, it's going to show up, and it's going to be great. Burning late in the crowdfunding. <laughs> nice work. Um, big screen geek news. Oh, well. A little late, but Avengers Endgame is being re-released into theaters next Friday with, quote, a deleted scene, a little tribute, and a few surprises. That's going to get people to watch this movie again. Three hours just to watch a couple of scenes. Aren't you already yeah. planning on Haven't you seen it six <laughs> times? Yeah, but I'm not everybody. Right? I'm not everybody, okay? You'll go, though, won't you, Art? Oh, yeah. Probably. He was already planning on <laughs> yeah. going. This is just like a silver lining yeah. now that there's something extra. He was this saying, makes it okay he that said, I go back a fifth time. Right, yeah, right. two weeks ago, he, he said to me, I think I'm going to watch Endgame again. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> I never did, by the way, but uh, you I will was now. thinking about it. I'm just saying, like, this is this is to get the record, right? That's yeah. why they're doing this. Every media place that I've seen this, is that's what it is. Like, to get the record and beat of Avatar, Kevin Feige has held these, like, the post-credit scene and everything up his sleeve, ready to go so that he could pounce at this moment to get us all to get and push it over the top. But it's genius. Genius. Yeah, is it genius? I don't know if I like this. That's why I'm urging guys. Not like pool. this, Feige. Yeah. Not like this. <laughs> They're like how far right now? Like $30, $40 million away? They're like pretty close. One Men in Black International. Yeah, I know. I was about to say one <laughs> X-Men Dark Phoenix away. <laughs> this is fine. Nobody's well going to remember the context in this once they get the I record, mean, right? It, it sucks. And yeah, it's a dirty way of doing it just to get the record. But you got to remember, like Avatar was in theaters for, I think, something crazy like 16 months it was in theaters for. And like movies just don't get the, that kind of release anymore. Like they're in the theater for two or three months. So where the one side of it is like, okay, come on, Feige, like this is dumb. The other side of it is Avatar had an unfair advantage. And like you said uh, in a podcast before, Paul, like that 3D draw of that movie really sold tickets and that at a higher price point. So sure, go take Avatar. I also like the the whole thing with the the record and everything like that doesn't really bear any weight for me when I'm like if I have both of these on DVD and I'm like what am I going to watch tonight I'm going to watch Endgame over Avatar. Endgame Avatar or Bird Box Yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and I'll just throw them both in the way and just like uh, fire up Bird Box Do you wish do you wish they had like a director's cut of this movie Oh, well, that'll happen by the time the Blu-ray I'm sure, comes out. Yeah, uh, a special edition. Like a third edition? Like, this is yeah. edition point two point oh, and then, mm. like, a third one? I don't care about, like, a director's cut. I would love to, to own, like, a special edition Blu-ray with those extras, featurettes, deleted scenes would be yes, cool definitely. as well. But uh, to me, in my mind, is, like, whatever made the theater cut, that's my canon. That's yeah. canon for me. Any uh, idea yeah. what you guys think the deleted scene or the tribute or the surprises might be? Yeah, good question. It could seriously know. be anything. It, what do you think? What if, they, what if it's like they, they re release it and it's like not time travel? <laughs> oh, <laughs> do I have to buy you lunch? <laughs> That's right. You do. Well, it obviously is going to shoo you into the next phase, is probably what it's going to do. No, yeah. I don't think so. 
yeah, you don't think so? No. You I think, think it's so. going to be shawarma-esque? Yeah, it's going to be shawarma-esque, right. and I think it's like they're not going to do any of the next phase stuff until maybe Spider-Man. But I've kind of learned from that because remember one of my big predictions is like, oh, they're going to introduce Galactus oh, yeah. and that. But I do like after w- having watched the movie, I was glad I was wrong about that because it's like this just wraps up that phase. This right. wraps up that era of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now they can move to other things, which I think right now is focusing on rebuilding and not necessarily rebuilding another Avengers um, big, big you know, piece where, where where everybody's involved, it's rebuilding characters individually. Right. Didn't Titanic also get re-released? And two VHS point? tapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Endgame <laughs> is like, I don't know. I'm this is it's a little bit chapping me, and like in hindsight, Endgame chaps me more and more. Not because of time travel, I swear, <laughs> but because of like these little hinky shenanigans. The way that you know, no end credit scene was satisfying, and now they're like, just kidding, because we want to beat Avatar. We got it in. Scene for you. I don't know some certain things, and then like even kind of the, just the like, okay, come down off the high of seeing it and be like, oh wait, Infinity War was a better movie, right? Like kind of take away from head. that. It doesn't take away from Endgame. No, it doesn't. But it's like they couldn't or they didn't. F- like what we all wanted was Infinity War, but a little bit better. And instead, it's like not quite as good. It's just a big wrap up, big bunch of fan service wrap up. I don't know. I um, we probably I probably gave it like a nine and a half. You know, the day after when we're all glowing after seeing it, I probably would drop it down a bit now at this point. Solid six. No. Well, would you watch this or Bird Box? (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to have a DVD of Bird Box so that I can throw it in my roaring fire. (laughs) Um, We'll keep on Marvel news for a bit, and it seems that Disney has made it official that it will be moving forward with making a Marvel theme park expansion. The big wall is up that says Stark Industries, and they're doing all their construction. Uh, wow. it's, it'll be in uh, Disney California Adventure, yep. where Bugs Land was, and Excite? Oh, yeah, it's because there's... Heimlich train. Well, yeah, Bugs Land <laughs> was apparently pretty good. It was. <laughs> because they're smart and they like money. So do you yep. guys know yep. the whole, there like, is that. The whole go. licensing controversy about this, though? Hey, tell me about this, because I've been to Universal Studios, yes. California, where there already is a and Marvel And Six Flags, land. too, um, right. has a bunch of DC stuff, but they also have, like, some Marvel stuff. Okay, so the, the licensing for this is really crazy. Basically, way back in the 90s, Marvel sold the rights to any characters or theme park attractions only, like that little slice, mm-hmm. to Universal. Oh, boy. Um so they're allowed to use them in their theme parks and in like uh, like Six Flags, I guess, get some sort of like sidebar cut. But only there's like some weird geographical division and it's like only east of some place. So this is why they're not doing it in Disney World. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, so this is why it's Disneyland. Yeah. Wow. So this is why it's Disneyland can do this, but Disney World can't because of all the weird fucked up licensing. Um the other reason why we're seeing like Stark Industries and stuff like that is it's possible that they could make um, an Avengers land or a Marvel land, but they can't call it Marvel land, but they could call it like Groot's awesome adventure or something, but they just might oh, not be able to call it guardians of the, Marvel's guardians of the galaxy Groot's awesome adventure. Hmm. So yeah, that's why they're doing it in Disney California is because of the licensing. Um, I'm excited though. 
They just totally. opened Star Wars Land, though. Give me a break. And the reviews for that Star Wars Land are, like, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, just adults, just big, fat guys with beards just walking around, tears streaming down into their <laughs> unkempt beards. That is going to be me. <laughs> I am going to be a big, fat guy with, with a I'm going to get a beard. With an unkempt beard. I'm, I'm going to get a beard. Cry. Yeah. I know. Did you see cry. me when I went to a Harry Potter Land? Crying? Did, oh, my God. Yeah. Every photo of me, I'm sobbing. Yeah. So you're going to be crying, drinking your round Coke bottle? <laughs> <laughs> Saying, I wish I had a blue milk. This is not ergonomic. You're going to say that. <laughs> but Coke doesn't fit in in my galaxy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Look, at Disney obviously does everything to such an extreme level. And I'll say, well, I went to that Universal one. And what I think probably the like nice split will be is there'll be room for both. When I went to that Universal one, it was I was a child. So it was a long time ago. These movies didn't exist, obviously. Th- that was very like... The comic books come to life, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the cartoons or whatever. And it's done pretty well, but at the universal level, and let's be honest, the Disney level is a higher yeah. in terms of like the immersive experience. So yeah. I'm excited for Disney to take a whack at these characters in theme park land. And um, I think that we'll get the movie version of these characters, yeah. which is like distinct from the comic book characters. Um, right in, in a cool way so like the Stark Industries logo and all that stuff all those little tiny little details you got from the movies Disney will be able to take those because they own them right and then like put them into theme park version um, for this and it's exciting and hopefully they'll do what they did for Star Wars Land. I can see them making like I'm trying to think of what the big set piece will be like Star Wars Land of course you got the Millennium Falcon right. like, probably like Stark Tower Stark Tower that's yeah. what I was thinking like yeah. but but it would be like I couldn't build it so huge right mm-hmm. and like the thing is Millennium Falcon is built to scale yeah. Yeah. but the Stark Tower they wouldn't be able to do that like what else oh they could do like one of the the, sh- the airships or something right oh like a Quinjet yeah they could do like a Quinjet or oh, totally yeah. that's a good way to do yeah. it yeah. Didn't we talk about this in, in um, I don't know Disney Tokyo Sea or someplace uh, a few months ago where they've opened up a big Marvel thing and you're fighting the nanites uh, what, what is my, my brain well, I remember I when I was in uh, Hong Kong Disney, they hadn't opened it yet, but they had, they did have an Iron Man ride that they were building in the Tomorrowland. Maybe um, that's what it was. Thing and uh, it's cool. again, it's kind of just like how Universal does it. Everything is like VR where your seat moves, um, and it's just Iron Man saving Hong Kong. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think that was. Maybe what we were talking about? Yes, that's it. Yeah. The, and the, I did the, the same, robots, like, Hydra, Arc Reactor. I went to the same thing. Universal Studios in um, in Japan, they have a Spider-Man ride. And the I found, as you know, a fan of the Spider-Man comic books, like the lineup to get into the ride was almost more fun because... Totally. And that's when you do it. That's how you do it right. I yeah. You're, you're basically walking through the Daily Bugle and stuff. You can see J. Jonah Jameson's office and stuff. Um, and then once you get to the ride, you're just sitting in this thing that moves and there's a screen around you and stuff. And that's pretty much it. It's so funny trying to explain to like, people who have never been to Disneyland, like uh, like Jenny, my co-host, Jenny yeah. West, never been. And uh, Neither have I. Really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Art, we have to take you to yeah, Disneyland. Yeah, we're going to take you. We really do. I was just about to ask you guys to like, paint a picture of like why would I go to something like this. See, oh, and that's thing the that, thing. It's hard. Yeah. The thing that Jenny always pushes back on is like, I'm going to spend all this money to go and I got to stand in a goddamn line. And I'm like, the line is a part of the ride. This Absolutely. isn't Playland. Yeah. You're not just standing between two lines and ropes. The line is the ride as well, yeah. stupid idiot. I remember I was there like uh, like <laughs> within wow. six Call months. Her a stupid idiot. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how you sell Jenny on going to Disney. <laughs> yeah. You're an idiot. But okay. Also, though, the other thing that she gets worried about is the price. And did you guys hear too that 
with Star Wars lands, they have jacked the price up. Not oh, really. It's like a fifteen percent increase. It's you not that bad. To Disney World like that? No, because the thing about Disneyland and maybe not Star Wars Land specifically, um, because the early reviews coming out are like, yes, everything costs more money once you get in. But in Disney, like you pay your one hundred and seventy US dollars to get inside if you want to park hop or whatever. And, and you're done. That's it. You don't have to. You can bring your own food in. You can bring your own water in. You don't have to be eating at the fucking Blue Bayou. I'm going to bring in my own sandwich when they got those turkey legs. Are you joking? <laughs> like, and like, yes, a family, like if you go there with your family, your kids are going to want food and you're going to want treats and you're going to want like all of the toys and it can get can get expensive. But at least it's not somewhere where you're, you know, you go and you show up, you're like, oh, OK, here are the included rides. And oh, you want to do the new Star Wars ride? Well, that's an extra twenty dollars every time you go on it. Like at least you do have. But it's, it's not like that you're saying. No, it's not okay, like it's that. You pay and the, you get in, yeah. and, and everything is included, right? You can take photos of all the characters. You can go see Mickey. You can um, all of the photographs are included. Yeah, like, once you go in, the only thing you should be paying for are souvenirs and food. Yeah, I'm just gonna put this out there because uh, I feel like if I don't, we would never know. Uh, so if anyone from the Walt Disney Corporation is listening, yeah. We would love to do a podcast out at Disney World, <laughs> Disneyland. Yep. To take Art on his very first trip to Disneyland, yeah, and uh, we could do a special. pod trip. If you maybe fly us out there and give us tickets, and please, Disney Walt Disney, Disney do worthy it cause. For this little guy, worthy cause. If any, if any of our pod listeners is related to somebody within the Walt Disney mm-hmm. Corporation, please, you know, pass that along to them. That we'd be very much willing to do. Think this. of all the free advertisement you'll oh, get yeah. from us. That'd be yes. great. This must be so worth it for them. <laughs> I just generally are positive about your movie. I know the chances of this are very slim to none, but I was like, if we don't put it out there, we never know. Oh, don't say that. Don't and it's 100% that. of the shots that you don't take. We have a new Kingsman movie coming. Uh, we had Kingsman the Secret Service and Kingsman the Golden... Circle. Circle. Uh, now we have a prequel coming, which is called The King's Man, and it's going to be coming out in 2020. And uh, so it's a bit of a departure from all the Galahad Eggsy uh, storyline that we have had going. And a heck of a cast on IMDb. Which I guess I will read. <laughs> I just, I just wanted to see how silent, how like long the silence. And for a minute there, I was like, okay, now it's a principle of the matter. Uh, so let me mess up all these names: Gemma Arterton, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Ray Fiennes, Demon Hunsu, Stanley Tucci, Daniel Bruhl, Rice, Reese, Evans, Charles Dance from Game of Thrones, Whoa. Tom Hollander, Tom uh, Holland, her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like Tom Holland, but a bit more <laughs> er. He's Tom Holland. Yeah. Er, 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 yeah. <laughs> and this will be shot. Spider Er, man. <laughs> it's like Spider UK, right? <laughs> so the King's Men will be shot in conjunction with the next Kingsman film, and that one will apparently conclude the story between uh, Harry and Eggsy. Seriously? Yeah, because wow. yeah, I was going to say, like, Prequel already? Are we done with stories? Or like, are you finished? You couldn't think of anything else for those characters? I think this like? is kind of a neat, a neat way to do it. Me you too. know, you have your first two chapters, yeah. then you dip back a bit, and that can certainly give you a nice finisher. It's like a trilogy point five, like so a Tarantino esque thing, like a little yeah, yeah, totally backwards. No worries. I saw the first one, loved it. Yeah, great movie. I haven't seen the second one though. So is that uh, is, is it worth going to go see? That introduces Statesman. <laughs> 
the, yeah, uh, the American, the American counterpart to the Kingsman. Oh, with the I heard mixed reviews on the second. It's one. not no. as good, but it's still I still enjoyed it, and it, it, it weirdly has Elton John in it, and mm-hmm. of course my favorite Taron Egerton, right? And right. so it's like it's almost like watching Rocket Man. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's so wild. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely worth watching if you enjoyed the first Kingsman. Um, it's it, it it didn't live up like it wasn't as good, no. but it's still very enjoyable movie. Still really fucking fun. Yeah. Um, I I fucking love these movies. I always, I'm not excited for the prequel just because Taron Egerton's on it. Oh yeah, yeah, I knew that that would be a reaction to an egg, egg fan. Um, I you know what I what I if you like in the James Bond movies when like Bond always meets up with like the CIA agent who's like. The crass, you know, it's like, and, and then it's like Bond is all suave and whatever, and then the CIA agent is there in like a, a Hawaiian shirt that's undone and yeah. he's smacking and he's gum like, and yeah, he's like smoking and sucking down like chili dogs and stuff like that, which is funny in James Bond. It's kind of like they did what they did for James Bond and Kingsman. They kind of did for the Americans and Statesmen, uh, which is like a neat thing if you're a Bond fan. And a fan of like spy movies and stuff like that. It's and the ca- and the cast is just like really fun to see. Who is it? Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. Oh right. Be like the yeah. like cowboy whatever guy. It's so good. So if if you were curious, I rated Kingsman the first one a nine out of ten. Kingsman Golden Circle seven out of ten. So that will gotcha. temper your expectations. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's fair. That's, That's pretty good. Ranking. That's pretty right. good. Because like Kingsman unto itself, like the, the Secret Service, phenomenal movie. Fantastic movie. And uh, yeah, so that's that's a pretty good rating for a sequel. Sequels almost never hold up. Mm-hmm. Empire Strikes Back. Uh, with very few exceptions. So uh, What bothered me was the love story. Did you find that as well? Like, yeah. uh, all of a sudden now he's like engaged and married. He like just gets into being a spy. Mm. The ending of that last movie was so ridiculous and hilarious, the mm-hmm. first uh, one. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden now he's like... They're married. Like, yeah. what the heck? What no. is this like? No, we don't need that. That's like not, teenage like, prom. It's like that ring. one. What's that James Bond movie where he gets married? The one with George Lazenby that oh, everyone hates. It's like that, that. one. <laughs> I didn't know there was one of those. Oh, okay. Well, but they, but he got married just so that Hans Blofeld could like drive her off a cliff. Yeah, <laughs> right? and then he was like revenge Bond. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, it's like the second Bourne movie. Great. Okay. Oh, jeez. Here we go. <laughs> that movie's so many decades old. Um, my favorites, Nick Frost, uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost are working on another horror movie. Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, if you don't know, are the blokes behind Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, and they make great, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, you know, something, genre, genre movies, genre thank you, zombie movie, buddy cop movie, that kind of thing. And yeah, so this one is going to be called Svalta. And it'll tell the story of a family holidaying on a remote Swedish island where there just so happens to be oh, a serial killer so on the good. loose. Oh, are you Fun. kidding me? Absolutely. Yeah. So it'll be in the vein of similar to like Shaun of the Dead. That's Oh, of hang on a second. Hello, everyone. The lunch lady's at reception. The lunch lady is at reception. Thank Yay! you. Thanks, Mary. It's like the first one in how many pods? I'm going to go. I'm going to go get some lunch lady. Oh, bye. But before I go, I just want to tell you this fun fact about, so everyone knows those other movies you mentioned, they're the Coronetto trilogy, right? That's what he decided to name them. Mm. Did you read the article about why yes. he called it the Coronetto tri- yeah. trilogy? No. At the end, at the end of Shaun of the uh, Shaun of the Dead, the first the first one, they handed out strawberry cornettos. It's it's sort of a running gag in the mm-hmm. in the movie. What is a cornetto? Oh, it's like a drumstick. Like it's ice cream. Ice cream thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the, yes. the, oh, Chris is coming back. No, okay. Uh, <laughs> they're just gonna come and tell us. And so they were hoping 
by naming it the Cornetto trilogy that then they would get Cornettos at the end of every movie, but that didn't actually turn out to be the case. So <laughs> that's sad. I own the DVD. I mean, I own the DVD for Shaun of the Dead, but the DVD for Hot Fuzz has so many... Um, they're not like alternate um, language tracks. They're alternate captioning tracks. And there's a captioning track where instead of watching what they say, you watch the movie, you hear what they say, and they just give out these ridiculous facts about the movie oh. as it goes on. That in itself is a tremendous experience. Just all the little things, the, all the little references that you may have missed coming straight from the director. It's not like a commentary, but it's one that you read and it's just a bunch of trivia and it's really well done. I, I, I enjoy that experience of it. Like pop-up video. Yes, pop-up video, kind of almost exactly like that, except... Pop-up audio. More boring. No, not even audio. It's just pop-up captioning. Oh, captioning. Pop-up captioning. Thinking, thinking in my head like another audio track. Yeah, no, they, they, don't, they don't mess with the audio tracks. Let me tell you about the worst movie ever made, which is probably the best movie ever made. Hot Tub Time Machine 2. Plan 9 from Outer Space. Are you going to contribute, Brian? No. Those were great. Those were excellent examples. Kirsten, I just said, let me tell you about the worst movie ever made, which might also be the best movie ever made. I and am Mother. The original Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Do you have an Bird example? Box. Okay, there you go. See that? No, none of you know. No, no. Um, it's called Kung Pao. Enter the Fist. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Movie. Oh, are you kidding me? You guys actually know about but this I movie? Thought, yeah. I thought that that movie was supposed to be like a good bad movie. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely it is. Yeah. So it wasn't like Geely where it was just so bad that it was good. <laughs> wow. No, yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, comedian Steve Odekirk, he took this old uh, Chop Suey movie and redubbed it and then digitally put himself in the role of the lead character. <laughs> just honestly, best worst movie. And yes, it intended to be. I have that DVD as well. And because everything is overdubbed, there's an audio track where you can watch what they were actually saying. Oh my gosh. And instead of what you hear overdubbed in the film. And that is another fantastic experience. Isn't there, what's that other cool movie that's like Dino Time Cop? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, the YouTube movie? Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, like another yeah. one of those like really bad. I'm just so going to Google Dino no, it's Time a, Cop. Yeah. I, know, it, I know it's. It's like Dinosaur Cop. Time. I know thing. it's. But doesn't yeah, it have? But um, it, it ended up getting a budget. Doesn't to, it have David Hasselhoff in it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Kung, there's Kung, 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 Kung Fu Kung Fu Cop or Kung Fu Kung Fury. Kung, Kung Fury. Fury. Uh, but then there's Kung that Fury. other one that they did with soccer. There's like another. It's like a Kung Fu Fury oh, kind of yes. movie. Um, oh yeah. yes. Dang soccer. it! I love that movie too. Um, Sorry, I'm just saying things yep, I don't know the names um, of. But Please that's also, here, if you were looking for... Shaolin Soccer. Shaolin Soccer. Fantastic movie again. Yeah. Oh, man. We just got onto a great run of really good, bad movies. Shaolin and, Soccer was a great movie. And then, don't you remember, there was that thing on TV where they, like, took a Japanese... It was like a, it was like a game show, but like one one of the ones like Extreme X. Yes, yes, yes. Where they yes, like yes. run through this, um, the course, um, the obstacle Mr., course. It's like Mr. Togarashi's Castle or something oh, like yeah, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like redubbed it, re oh, your American Ninja kind of um, voices. Oh, and it's like extra ridiculous. Yeah, commentators yeah. yeah. are so yep, funny. Yep. Yeah, you can watch about like half of one of those, and that's about it. I, I used remember, to watch those all the time. It was in like, it was on in the summertime. I remember when I was a kid. So yeah. There's nothing else on TV. Takeshi's really Castle. Funny. So what 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 do they call it though? They call it on something else on Spike TV, yeah, right? right. In the, so in I the, think Takeshi's Castle was the original name for right. it. Yeah, and then they redubbed it. Right. 
Most Extreme Elimination Challenge? Yeah! That's right. MXC. MXC, yeah. It is very fun. That's so funny. And this reminds me, I don't know how the hell we got onto it. We were talking about Hot Fuzz. This reminds me of the first time I saw the Power Rangers, which, as we all know, were were dubbed from the Japanese. But the very first time, like, I'm old. So, like, I was a kid. This was probably, like, the late 70s. And it was, at the time, called Dynamen. And it was the same, the same thing, the same show. And it was, it was sort of like their first attempt at doing this, but it was very tongue in cheek. And it was very, you know, a lot about, you know, self-referential and the costumes and everything. And this girl does a super flip onto the back of a motorcycle and just lands on the motorcycle. And the guy in the front of the motorcycle turns around and says, I bet that hurt. And she says, a little, you know, and then they, they, <laughs> the bad guy is in there and says, let's launch those things that go whoosh, that kind of thing. And it was, again, I love good, bad TV. I have no idea. We just that was hot fuzz. That was great. But you know what? Now that we're like referencing all of these all in one place, I'm like, it's kind of mean. We're just taking all these Japanese things and like making fun of them and redubbing them and making fun of like their pop culture things. Have you know. ever watched like a mean. Japanese television um, yeah. game show though? Yes, like I have watched them before, like in Japanese, and they are just rife for this. Like this is I what know. they want. Like they're insane have you seen the one there was like a game show where there's two women on the et, like on each end of a tube and in the middle of the tube yeah, is a, to, uh, like a, a cockroach and they have to blow and they have to it, blow it. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's awful yeah. Yeah. yeah oh man it was the weirdest thing and then like have you ever seen you know japanese prank shows yes that take it to that much more of an extreme mm-hmm. you like actually think you're gonna comes die out of the elevator and everything yeah yeah i know i've seen the shows where they they're in a library and one guy has to tweeze nostril hairs out of the other guy and you have to be quiet you know, like, this is the kind of thing that Japanese TV I mean, gives us. Do you think that they do it the other way, though? They take our, like, stupid English television shows and redub them in Japanese? I would certainly <laughs> hope so, because we deserve it. <laughs> uh, let's switch to the game screen for a minute. Uh, game screen, big screen. Uh, the An Uncharted movie. Mm. Uncharted uh, is a huge, masterfully well-done, very successful um, game series. Is it just on PS... PlayStation series? Yeah, it was exclusive. PS3 yeah. and PS4. Drake... What's his name? Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake, yeah. As as a voice geek, long played by a guy named Nolan North, who I think they sort of made the character look like each other. Mm -hmm. But Nolan North will not be in this movie. What we know is that apparently Spider-Man will be Nathan Drake in the Uncharted movie. So Tom Holland or Tom Hollander? (laughs) (laughs) It's Tom Hollander, definitely. (laughs) I'm not excited. about. I was talking when this this news actually came out last week after our pod, and I immediately emailed Caleb, and I was like, what do you think about this? Because the thing is, Nathan Drake um, is is an older character. Like, he's kind of like your Indiana Jones kind of character. So for Tom Holland to be playing Nathan Drake, like, they're, they're going, I guess, for, like, the young indie vibe. Um, and like, I don't like, I don't want it to be an origin story. I want adult Nathan Drake, but the cool kind of thing about it is that they have, um, Chris Hemsworth playing Sully, who's like his, like, kind of like surly, like de facto, um, sidekick. He's not like a sidekick. He's kind of like a a father figure. Oh, okay. Um, Mm. but so that will be interesting to have Chris Hemsworth as him. Because he's an older dude in the video games. But I just, I don't like the young Tom. And Tom Holland's already Spider-Man. Yeah. Was Tom Hollander not available? (laughs) (laughs) Who do you see in this role? Mm, I don't know. Chris Pratt and Mark Wahlberg were um, possible. I can see uh, Chris Pratt, but like he's 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 too overdone now. He's a little too Star-Lord. Yeah. 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 But like a Chris Pratt type 
character would be good. And I guess Tom Holland would be good because he's kind of got that like awkward charm to him. But I just I wanted to see an older Nathan Drake, Nathan Fillion from Firefly, and, and too old I yeah, think probably, exactly. but like point, that kind that. of person. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. But I'm I'm excited. I think this movie will be so good. I think um, I'm would love to see something like this because it is in the vein of like Indiana Jones and right. and all those Tomb Raider movies were fantastic. Oh wait, that's kind of what <laughs> these games are like. Yeah, they're like a kind of like an Indiana Jones Tomb Raider, but they have a lot of personality. Like I, I the best comparison is definitely Indiana Jones, and I'd hate to say like that they ripped it out of Indiana Jones. It's a bit different. Um, like it's not set in the forties, um, but a lot of personality, a lot of character. Um, I'm really excited. Like it will make a good movie, but just wish it was not like an origin Tom Holland. Tom Holland. What about the other Tom, the Venom Tom, Tom, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, Tom Brady. Tom Hardy? Oh, Tom, 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 Tom Hardy. Yeah, Tom, Tom Brady's Tom you. Brady. Tom which Brady. A, which one's a football guy? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Sorry, I don't know <laughs> these. I get these guys confused. <laughs> Tom Hardy. Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm pumped Sad that they're Hardy. making a movie about this. I like video game movie. Well, <laughs> actually. <laughs> That's a dangerous the, thing to the, say. The trail of video game movies has not really been great, but... You like the idea. I like the idea of this Uncharted movie, and I think that people that haven't played the video game could be interested in it. I think it depends on who's behind it because video games, some video games under themselves, are movies. They're just mm-hmm. movies you can play, you know? And that is Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. because we've been waiting, like, Tom Hardy was actually cast to play Sam Fisher from Splinter Cell, and we don't know what the hell's going on with that movie. Interesting. So. That would be interesting. That's Tom Hardy's the actor. Yeah. Okay, not the football guy. Sorry. Yeah. I'm trying to... <laughs> Who did I just say? Who's the football Tom guy? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I'm sorry, I'm just going to write this down. <laughs> He's the Tom goat. Brady. Tom Brady's the Hardy goat. <laughs> Tom Brady. Brady. Drawing a football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Brady equals football. <laughs> I get that straight. But hey, that's a basketball, bud. I'm <laughs> sorry. I my sports. <laughs> I don't know sports. That's why we have art here. Um, new Black Mirror, new season of Black Mirror is out, and... Hello, everyone. This is a spoiler alert. Thank you. In one of the shows, Miley Cyrus plays a pop star, and she released a pop song, which is basically Head Like a Hole from Nine Inch Nails, and Trent Reznor has heard it, has liked it, and in fact, they released a t-shirt with some of the lyrics of... This basically head like a whole pop song. And I don't know what to think. Yeah, you talk now, bud. Talk about what you think. Because you're the biggest Nine Inch Nails fan in this room, I mm-hmm. think, or that I've ever met. I magically ended up in uh, Lake Stevens, Washington. We had some friends down there. And um, so was just, just family friends went down there. And I went out with uh, the, the older son. I just turned whatever, like, Club, clubbing age, so I went. Cl- I don't know. I went to clubs or something. Wow, was not my scene. Went clubbing. That's that is not. It was, it was, it was, it was <laughs> not my scene. Went to this bar <laughs> where they had mean sex master. Would went you clubbing. stop? That's what he said. Oh, stop. Okay. Yeah, we all. It's all. It was on his ID yeah, at the time. Sex master now more than webmaster. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we went into this bar where there were TVs in the floor Super and in the ceiling, Sorry and they were playing the wall. Anyways, this guy introduced me. Change your handle. Anyways, this guy introduced me to Pretty Hate Machine. 
the year it came out, and I, I just, and I, I, I sunk right into it. And as a guy who probably, maybe, possibly comes off as your fairly straight edge, normal, boring guy, Nine Inch Nails was is my jam. Oh, it makes perfect sense. It's total fuck music. Yeah, it totally is. <laughs> Oh my God. So go on. So now, so now with my line crossed. So now with, with Miley Cyrus. Paul. What are your thoughts? No, I'm serious. Because when I was watching that Black Mirror episode, I was like, I noticed it without ever reading anything about it first. I was like, this is fucking Nine Inch Nails music. Uh, who's, who's seen the episode in question? So that's that's. Uh, I was Paul. wondering why Miley Cyrus was on my Netflix. Uh, whatever right and has anybody seen the video separate from the yes okay so I, yeah so i watched the video paul and kirsten have seen the episode and yeah so this is the the, the episode where the girl has the robot and it aspire it makes she aspires to become a yeah. pop star kind of thing mm-hmm. right. so it is literally a pop version of one of the defining songs <laughs> of industrial done in 2019 by ms pop and the thing is I would, every part of me would like shrivel up, turn gray, and explode into screams mm. if this was not within the context of Black Mirror. Within the context of Black Mirror, kind of makes perfect sense. And you think that's why Reznor is behind it as well? And like I think so too. Seal of approval? I think if this was done in the world, like if they, somebody just called up and asked permission to do the song, right. and it was not part of this, I think it would just be... Trashed, squished, crushed. Let me say then, because from watching the episode, maybe Kirsten, I don't know if you agree with this or not, it's not a great Black Mirror episode. It really isn't. And I know that, like, Miley Cyrus, you know, like, after her, like, tongue out, you know, it's like jumpsuit teddy bear pop phase, like, she has a ton of cred now, a ton of street cred, because she spent, like, a year and a half doing ayahuasca with the flaming lips <laughs> and, like, doing Dolly Parton <laughs> covers in her backyard, right? And, and showing that she has a really, actually, beautiful voice, but that, that she's more than certainly a country star's pop star daughter. Okay? She's sort of reverse paying her dues now. Yeah, exactly. And uh, so, so, so kind of like she can kind of appeal to both the pop side. She plays a pop star in this, but she also was trying to, you know, like has this cred of like, no, no, I'm deeper. I swear I took drugs. So like, <laughs> um, so it's interesting that she's in this and uh, maybe that's a reason too why like Trent and people are giving her this chance to like play this role and everything. But the episode itself is kind of like, uh, What's the point here, boys? Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, why? Why did you make this? What is it? What are you saying? That's and a like, shame. Black Mirror, the whole thing about it is that it's like, whether it hits you across the face with it or not, yeah, or whether it's like really powerful, there's a message, yeah, that's really like, really speaks to our experience right now in the world. This one is just like, well, so no. what? What am I, what am I supposed to take away this? Don't buy creepy toy robots. Is this well, like, yeah, is this a, like, an Amazon Alexa thing? Is this a pop music thing? Is this a commentary on oh, celebrity I culture? Think, I'm like, okay. Have you seen all three of, of the new Black Mirrors no. or just this one? So I think the problem with this one and maybe a little bit to the extent of the other two that were released is that with Black Mirror, you can all, it's... It is a black mirror. You can see it like reflected yourself and right. like some things of yourself reflected in what's going on in the episodes, the oh. futuristic. But this episode is not for us. It's like, I'm not a fucking pop star. I'm not going to be like, you know, my evil aunt isn't going to put me in a coma. Like right. there, it, I didn't feel that like reflection of society and myself and anything like that in this episode. It, it was, and th- that, I think, is why it was not a great Black Mirror episode. Yeah. Is because the relatability? 
it or was lack not, of. Yeah, it wasn't like it was. It was a cool episode, um, but not of Black Mirror. It was a cool yeah. episode of some other thing. But I fucking loved the Miley Cyrus um, had like a whole like I just whoever decided. To, <laughs> To read that, like, oh, honey, I'll do anything for yeah. you rather than yeah. like, fuck God it. So money. I'm so I'm full of ambition and, and verve. Yeah, like that. I'm oh. going to get what I deserve. Yeah, like, like achieving oh, my goals. God. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah well, ho, I fucking oh. loved it. Like, <laughs> I, like, I fucking loved it. It was so good. I was listening to. It, I'm like, this is fucking head like a hole. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is. But but I don't know. I loved it. I wanted to hear her do more Nine Inch Nails, like weird poppy. And I went into it. And I went into it knowing what it was, and just like as every as every note, as every verse went yeah. through, I'm just like I'm sinking lower and lower into my chair, and I'm like, you have. But that's the point, though, that they wanted you. Me. They wanted you to not like it. Like they no, didn't. No, no, no. I get didn't that. Do I get it. that. Yeah. Um, and that's and especially why, because Miley's character in this episode of Black Mirror is this character that does not want to be a pop princess. She doesn't want to write those bullshit lyrics she wants to write head like a hole and in fact at the end she sings head like a hole doesn't she i don't know it's another i think it's another uh, nine inch it's nails. another nine inch nail song yeah, but it's um uh oh yeah you're right it's um it doesn't matter yeah. um but uh <laughs> like the, so i think that's like the message there is about the poppy shit things that you're sold about yourself but i think it really failed as a black mirror episode just because it it didn't it was not relatable interesting yeah, and that's what I'll say about these, because the only other one I watched is, so what, three episodes, right? Yeah, which I was so, so sad about. Is that because they did the Black Mirror, the interactive one? Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch, so they didn't Probably, have time yeah. to do another three. Um, but I, I, so I found, because uh, I watched the virtual reality uh, one as well. The Falcon. Yeah, yeah. with uh, Anthony Mackie in it. And it was the same kind of thing. It was just like, um, this is more than you would ever get from, say, like a, uh, like a network TV uh, Twilight Zone or something like that. It's like... It's deeper, it's edgier, it's more adult, it's more headier, but it's not quite to the level and not quite to the smart writing place. You know, it's like it's similar concepts to what we've seen in Black Mirror before, but not f- maybe fleshed out enough. Or yeah. I don't know. It's and it's weird because again, like to get Miley Cyrus to play a, you know, pop star struggling with her mm-hmm. pop stardom is neat. To get Anthony Mackie as well as uh, Palm Kloppenhoff, from, who you know, who's Mantis, Mantis. Palm who's in the uh, Mantis. VR episode. Er. Yeah, that's it. Er. <laughs> Tom Hollander. Uh, you know, look at these two big stars from the Marvel universe in here. It's like mm-hmm. that's good casting. That's powerful. You know, so Black Mirror clearly does have some weight to it still. Yeah. The but, middle episode yeah, is um, kind of in a similar vein, like where the you don't identify with the Miley one and the um, the um, striking vipers isn't really fleshed out enough. Mm-hmm. The middle episode, I feel like the technology aspect in there again, it's not. It's not futuristic enough. Like, uh, you know, you can set Black Mirror in this timeline. It doesn't yeah. have to be in the future. But uh, the the middle episode, just watch, you, you watch it and you'll see what I mean. But, like, it's it's just not, it wasn't there. Right. It wasn't that technological, like, oh, fuck, the, you know, Skynet's going to come online. Right. Like, that, it wasn't, never happened for me. Uh, the reason I got upset even when you brought up Black Mirror is because I when I watched the episode... I wrote for my intro for this podcast. I was going to say, I'm Paul Blasino and I host the Afternoon Zone and I would have had virtual reality sex with all of you if you're into it. <laughs> I forgot it. Oh, I'm going to no. write down oh, the things no. that I write. Black <laughs> Mirror will still be relevant next week. Just save that for next week. I'll say it then. Art Aronson has not spoken enough 
in this episode. So let's go to Paul for his reviews and recommendation <laughs> of uh, Murder Mystery with Adam Sandler on Netflix so that Paul or, uh, so that Art can continue to unfortunately not oh, say anything. say Art hasn't said anything, so let's go to Paul. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But you watched the first half of this thing too, right? I was late. It was like 11.30 at night on a Sunday, and I'm like, I got to get something in me while I fall asleep here. Sure. <laughs> and uh, Adam Sandler's Murder Mystery just popped up first thing on the queue on my Netflix and I watched the first half an hour and it was so fucking stupid <laughs> that I was oh, like oh and especially the first half an hour such shit. I was like I can't go on I want to wow. go on I love Jennifer Aniston I love uh, Adam Sandler I love their chemistry I loved uh, just go with it the last movie that those two were in uh, very underrated Sandler movie I must say it's all these Sandler movies lately are because he, he signed wants, a deal with Netflix. Yeah. Well, that like and then movies. he also wants to go on vacation to because yeah. like, like they're all they all yeah. take place in <laughs> blended <laughs> took place in Africa. So you yeah, had a trip to Africa. And yeah. my favorite sportscaster Dan Patrick always has a cameo in every yeah. single movie. Hilarious, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> He's been in like twelve movies. I guess if you I get love in ten, him. if you get in ten Sandler movies, Sandler buys you a car. What? So, uh, what? Dan Patrick is, is like asking, has been asking him to buy. He's been in twelve <laughs> oh movies, God. so he's the Rob Schneider. That's now. hilarious. <laughs> but it's like a ten second, not even ten second yeah, cameo. Right? That's okay. You're still in the movie. Yeah. His yeah. cameo as the gym teacher in Grown Ups Two was hilarious because he's wearing the shortest shorts and he's like, "Now watch me climb this rope." Oh. <laughs> I'd like to have a look at this Netflix contract because I'm pretty sure the wording of it is, um, "All right, Adam, we're gonna fly you to wherever you'd like to go on vacation." Yeah, and then. And you take a big shit, and then we'll just put that on everyone's TV. <laughs> and that's honestly what is it's like. And that the story that I sent out to you guys is that that thing has been watched. Yeah. It broke Netflix viewing records. Netflix never tells you what anyone watches, but for some reason we know that it was streamed on something like 30 million screens in its first weekend alone. And that's what it is. And I think it's it's really what you say, Art. You turn on Netflix. And just like, all right, should we scroll for 45 minutes and decide and what are we going to watch? Or on a Saturday night, this is what happened, right? Let's watch a movie. Okay. You open up Netflix. All you saw was the big thing, right? That was they like, make you watch the trailer movie. right away, Here's too. the trailer. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, and so I was like, eh, this is easy. Let's just put it on. Let's not watch that Lion movie Art's been telling me to watch. <laughs> I, I looked at Lion and I was like, too heavy. I don't have yeah. the emotional capacity on a like Saturday night. And that's, why people, that's why people are watching these Sandler movies. They're easy to watch. You turn off your brain, but this is just... So oh, didn't man. we get the exact same thing with Bird Box? Like, they did a hard, hard advertising push. It was all you could see. And then they told us how many views it had. Like, really? Did it really happen that way? But are they, they don't even know. release these numbers, though. Like, no. Netflix could be like, 73 bajillion people watch this. Absolutely. And we just have to we take have them no for their word because yeah. they don't, they just say, they don't, like, Netflix is the black mirror of no. now. They're lying to us. <gasps> well, what did you think? You watched the whole thing. So, yeah, I watched How? the whole thing. Yeah, we're just going to the last hour, Paul. The first, ha first half hour, like you said, is like total, like, Oh my god, you guys, this is brutal and hard to watch and cringy. Yeah, and then the cool. murder happens, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, very similar to if I, if I ever get dragged to a romantic comedy, that part of like that mystery solving part of my brain is actually intrigued. It's like, who who is this girl going to do sex with at the end of this movie, <laughs> right? That's what all rom-coms are. That I start to think of it like a murder mystery. 
And then, so so this is an actual murder mystery. So I was like, oh, okay. I'm interested to see how it plays out. Like who actually did this murder and how they solve it. And then once it was solved, I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. Fuck, fuck you, Adam Sandler. <laughs> fuck you for making me watch this and caring even a tiny bit. It's got wow. King T'Chaka in it. That actor. Oh. Just out of nowhere. He plays that. I don't know, that African military something, one of the guys that's on the ship. Oh, why? And I'm like, why is King T'Chak on this ship? Weird. And in this stupid Adam Sandler movie. And do you then, think Adam Sandler like even looks or cares about reviews, or do you think he just oh, like no. is just like... Oh, he's rolling in it. Like, yeah, in no, a pile point, of money. He's like, no, fuck no, you. Oh, I didn't finish my the contract. It was like, for such said shit that we'll put on TV screens, we will just back up never-ending dump loads of money straight to your house. Yep. Because Adam Sandler. fill your house with money. Yeah. Yep. So fuck you, Adam Sandler. And then, have the, you seen though? Have you seen 100% Fresh? Yes. Yeah, his stand-up thing. Uh, he, you know what? It's better than any movie he's put out yeah. in the last decade and a half. But I, I, loved I didn't it. still think I it was it. great. I, I thought the it. Chris Farley tribute was very wonderful and powerful. I thought his SNL appearance was unreal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the best, best in a SNL. while. Yeah. 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 But this is trash. And then at the end of it, spoiler alert to you all, there's like a nod to the Orient Express, that like classic movie right. or play or whatever it is, right? And uh, and that made me more mad because I was like, oh, I should have just watched a remake of that. Hell, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So like, you want the easy what the easy viewing. That's why you watched it. That's why everybody's watching it. That's why mm-hmm. it got thirty million whatever views. But I'm smarter than this. They tricked me. What the hell? What happened? Yeah, How do they yeah do think you me? are. But it's just like it's kind of the same thing with why people watch The Office or why people watch yeah. Friends on Netflix. Even though there's all this content, it's easier. You can turn your brain yeah. off. Like Art said, you can get something inside you before you go to bed. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Grown Ups and any of those other <laughs> stupid movies? I was going to offer him to play VR video games. <laughs> VR section. Okay, you guys. That. All right. um, uh, no, I didn't watch Grown Ups. Fuck that. No. No, you know what? Maybe it is. It's like Chris Farley died and Adam Sandler lost all his everything. I don't know what it is. Because I'll bet if Chris Farley was in those Grown Ups movies like he was supposed to be instead of Kevin James, those might be funny, right? Farley was so funny that, uh, I don't know, maybe if he was there hanging around, he would have been like, hey, Adam Sandler, this is garbage. Can we punch it up a bit and make it actually funny and watchable? Well, I think everybody can watch these movies. It's a whole family thing now. He makes family movies. That's why it's such a big draw, and that's why everybody's watching it, and he's found a niche. Good for him. Fuck you, Adam Sandler, but good for you. But good for you. Even (laughs) you telling me how bad this movie was, I'm still probably going to watch it. Me too. I'm going to turn on Netflix, and I'm going to be like, I don't want to think. Murder mystery. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an hour and a half. No. (laughs) And the last movie with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston in it together was good. Just Just go go with with it. it. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Brooklyn Decker (laughs) as well. It was kind of it was kind of more the same. I found it was like you can watch just go with it and blended, and (laughs) you'd be confused as to what movie you're watching. Oh, blended made me so mad. Good cameos in his movies, though, right? Great. Dial it up on YouTube. (laughs) Okay. What'd you give it? Are we officially give it a a ten? What'd you give it? Fart noise. Would you watch Bird Box instead? No. Because oh. <laughs> Bird Box is tougher. Adam Sandler's easier. There you go. Bird Box was too intense. It's That's good. funny. Are we still in reviews and recommendations? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I really, what it really says is, 
Hey, Netflix, the second that Disney Plus is out, you're toast. Yeah. Pretty much. Fucking yeah. out of here, man. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 We're already like arranging kind of like, okay, we let's let's renegotiate what we're getting on TV or for canceling our TV package or moving a tier down. Yep. And let's just get ready to, you know, to cough up some money to gonna, Disney. Going to yep. be a big shuffle when that happens. Yep. Another um, reason for you to fly us out to the theme park there, Disney. A couple things that I'm watching <laughs> with regards to reviews and recommendations. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead started up again. Good. Okay. I like it. Um, yeah, it's it's again. Fear the Walking Dead is doing what the early days of the Walking Dead did, where it's like it just focuses on a, so, a singular group. Yay! But there are subtle links to what the fuck is happening with Rick Grimes. Double yay! Yeah, in like the first episode, I believe there was a, a scene, and this doesn't really spoil much, but there's a logo that comes up in a letter on, on, on during one of the scenes, and that logo is on the side of the helicopter that oh, picked up Rick Grimes. Cool! So you're, we might get a little bit of insight into what the hell his movies are going to be about or something. I love those tie-ins. Um, so yeah, there's just little universe tie-ins, which I think were pretty cool, but for the most part, it again, just sort of focuses on the small group, which is what I like. Um, and then the other thing that I've been doing, of course, is uh, re-watching Game of Thrones from season one, episode one. I'm, I'm all the way up until, I think, two episodes before the Red Wedding. So I'm just Crazy. gearing up to be mentally prepared Ooh, you, for some you shit. You film yourself watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to post a reaction video. <laughs> On YouTube. Brian <laughs> yeah. Boytano should do that second now. Of the Red yeah. Wedding. <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> Um, but it's interesting re-watching it because knowing what the hell are you thinking show a video of me or something where she turned her flashlight her phone flashlight, flashlight on, on my phone well done for no reason um, but knowing how everything's going to end it's actually interesting seeing everything from episode one right. and seeing how they have like how George has seeded certain things and has probably you could tell like oh he's had a hand in making sure that this gets into this scene and this gets into this scene because and there are like very specific details like there's I think the season two finale is the uh, episode of the uh, the, um, House of the Undying episode where she goes through and has those visions and it's interesting seeing how that vision was designed versus the actual like scene you know in the in the throne room yeah um so yeah that, the daenerys stuff would be so interesting to very interesting the other thing that was very interesting was the hound because huh. when i and and mind you like when i first watched i plowed through the first five seasons to catch up to get to season six or wherever i ended up yeah. um and so to me the hound worked for the lannisters and he was just a bad guy in the beginning that turned you know that turned good but even when Tormund said to him in season seven i don't think you're bad i think you're sad and you take that with you from episode one season one episode one all the way through he very much is he's not a bad guy at all and there's moments in time where you can see that if he wasn't uh if he wasn't working for you know the king he would have he was trying to reach out to sansa and he was trying to reach out to uh you know to Arya. Um, he was trying to help all those nice people in their little construction thing before they got got slaughtered. Yeah, so like he was. It's it's very interesting seeing these characters knowing what you know. So if that's something that you you'd want to do, and you, if you still have Crave or HBO, go and you know binge. 
And that brings us to um, a piece of news, right? Is that what were you going to say? Or, uh, I was going to have another review, but go ahead. If okay. It's, uh, well, Game of Thrones uh, there a news came out this week, actually very similar to the Avengers news, um, that there were a bunch of deleted scenes, or I don't know if they were actually filmed. Probably not. It sounds like, but they were planned scenes that just got cut. Whether it was like uh, probably for budgetary reasons yeah. rather than time. Um, and the two big standouts from Game of Thrones, the final season, were number one, Cersei uh, miscarries that baby that was so talked about from the previous season. Lena Headley actually said they did film that. Oh, they whoa. did film it, and it just didn't make the final cut. Right. Very well. Wow. And and that you were talking, Kirsten is like that would have been interesting. It would have number one. You know, the, there's those like conspiracy theory truthers out there that were like, <laughs> oh, she was never pregnant. It's all a lie. I would have shown that she wasn't lying once and for all. Because mm-hmm. um, you never know what Tyrion and her talk about in that room. And it's kind of yeah. like left up. They and left like, it. Yeah. You don't you don't need to like tie up everything with a ribbon. But it would have been interesting to to know that, yes, Cersei was pregnant and she was this was her motivation. And, uh, you know, she just she wasn't a lying bitch. Yeah. She was caring about her family, you know? It was really too bad. I think that's a really fair criticism of that last season of Game of Thrones is that Cersei, this like character that we've been with since episode one mm-hmm. and is like so compelling as much as maybe you hate her at times. Yeah. You know, really, it was like she didn't say anything. She didn't do anything this entire season. No, she just mm-hmm. got you know what I mean? And, and that would have given her so much more weight to her story, her arc, and her motivations. If Lena Headey uh, did film that, then yeah, you have every right to be angry at like the fact why the fuck would they cut that out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just an editing job at that point. Yeah, really. You know? um, the other big scene uh, that was mentioned was that there was a big direwolf battle oh! as a part of the Battle of Winterfell. Nymeria. Now, yeah, and it's what it's, to me that sounds like Nymeria came back with her wolf pack, and then they all attacked the bad dragon. Oh. What? I know that costs money, but like, cut out something else. What the fuck? Why do you? So that would have been not such great that. fan service. And you're yes. watching all these things back. Doesn't that piss you off though? Because all these <laughs> strands that they're like, you know, placing in there, and then they just <laughs> boom, fall flat. No, because yeah. I know where it's gonna. It, it, it's not like I'm magically hoping that they change it as I'm watching it, you know? No, no, of course. I know it's I'm not gonna like, see the coffee cup. It's just but. more like opportunities that they could have, you know. Something did something great with it at the end. And they totally should off. have had. They totally should have had the wolf fight, like Nymeria coming back, because that, that's a huge storyline in the books, right? That Nymeria yeah. is off with her pack, and that would just have put like the cherry on top of the direwolves, because that's another thing that they kind of just cast aside. Was like all these. You watch episode one, and like yeah. there's all this foreshadowing with like, all the direwolves, and oh, there's one for Jon Snow, and it's white, and it's the runt, mm-hmm. and then you get to the end, and it's like oh, the direwolves did nothing; they yeah. died, and let's have like didn't get pet. Forty five minutes less of a dragon burning a city, maybe, or the fucking <laughs> troll, or what the I like the, that. the um. <laughs> Not a troll. What are they? What are they? they the giant? Giants. Like, no giants. Like, yeah. That was they. they uh, I mean, I mean, that moment was cool when she stabs the giant in the eyeball, but I would have rather had a pack of 50 direwolves attacking the ice dragon. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Same. Would have been a huge culmination of that. And it shows, maybe, Brian, you'll see this as you're watching through, but like, you know, it, it was building to a gigantic conclusion. And those are expensive. Mm-hmm. And the build-up and the chit-chat is relatively cheap to produce. But to have 50 CGI wolves fight a CGI dragon, which is like would be amazingly satisfying and 
you know, again, Martin can write it to the hilt of our imagination mm -hmm. when he does, and it'll be amazing and epic, and I'm excited for those books. But it's, uh, yeah, the finger thing means the money, right? Like, that's the unfortunate... That's the, the real curse of television. Season. Huh? The curse of television. Yeah. Let's have a review art recommendation. Uh, I guess I'm allowed to talk about this now because oh. I've watched a few episodes, not enough to like give it a review or everything, but I've been watching The Expanse. on. Oh. I've heard great things about this. It's yeah, on my watch list. How I like it? it. It's like kind of kind of a bleak look on where humanity could be 200 years from now. All right. And uh, it kinda, it's kind of Star Trek-y a little bit. Think of, think of more of a uh, a realistic approach at Star Trek. That's the way I kind of looked at it. But it's done really well, and it's intriguing me. I'm, I'm kind of hooked on it now. So I almost started watching The Expanse yesterday because I couldn't get one of my streaming networks to work. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch The Expanse. And then we started watching Jessica Jones instead. <laughs> yeah, so that was the other one. Um Watched Jessica. Well, how many episodes are you? Only the first episode. So I I got through the first two episodes, but in the first episode I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. there's thirteen yeah. episodes. It's Twelve episodes. Thirteen, 13 episodes. Oh so yeah. I saw that and I was like, "Fuck this!" And then I got through like half of the first episode and I was like, "Man, fuck this!" It's yeah, like really? dragging to get yeah. to thirteen episodes. That's so I I like uh, I finished. The second episode, but I that's you know, I was like, man, I'd rather watch Game of Thrones. So IMDB, you'd rather rewatch. Re yeah. Um IMDB, if you look at the thirteen episodes and how they're rated, the first two are rated very poorly. Yeah. And then after that everything's over an eight. So I think Well, it, yeah. yeah, so maybe I can keep you like I do like that they're trying to expand on Rachel Taylor's character, which she becomes Hellcat. Yeah. And they have this thing where she, again, just stupid cliche superhero uh, thing where they're trying on Trope. different costumes and she oh, actually boy. gets to her full her actual costume is like no this this oh, would never yeah. work like and they did for yeah. a split second with Luke Cage they did but that they with also Luke did yeah. it with Jessica Jones yeah um, at the at the beginning of Jessica Jones yeah, she, she shows purple, her the yeah. yeah so they've done it in that series before anyway so I started watching that so I don't know Brian and I will eventually watch eventually it. but yeah it's like I was almost at the point where I was thinking what if instead, because this is the first time that Jessica Jones has been out over a weekend and I didn't finish it in that weekend. Wow. Like any Marvel movie, actually, or any Marvel television show. Um, and I started thinking, maybe it'll be worth it then if I just go week to week with this. If wow. I just watch an episode a week and then I don't give a shit, you know, because then it'd be like, okay, there's nothing to watch on Mondays. Let's throw on an episode of Jessica Jones. Right. I, yeah, only yeah. invest an hour. Two seasons now or Iron Fist. Yeah. I didn't make it through that. Yeah, got it's halfway not, through. Ended. Uh, Jessica Jones season two. Got halfway through it. Couldn't finish it. Yeah. Mm. So and Iron Fist is almost yeah. It's it's a big investment because season two is a bit better, especially with the action choreography. But you have to get through season one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Small I detail. I didn't like it. I didn't like Iron Fist. Yeah. Just I, back. Sorry. Go ahead. I like Kristen Ritter, but I don't know. You know how many episodes I can see her. It seems like this whole series is just like the same thing. It's like. Her doing this. That first season. <laughs> the first season really is fantastic, yeah. and you should watch it. It's yeah. it's really good. But uh, the second season, I didn't think they had a strong enough storyline to keep no. it going for that long. I thought I think they thought they did, but I think they went maybe a little too artistic than than anything. They yeah. should have really just even with this. I was surprised when I looked at the episode list and saw thirteen. I know, me for too. Season three. 
That's how we decided if we were going to watch The Expanse or this. Johnny was like, all right, how many episodes? Yeah. 13, yeah. Well, whatever. At least there's an ending in sight. I guess, sort of. but it seems like it's just going to be one of those endings that's just like, huh, okay. Yep. Well, I heard, well, I heard over. that like yeah. episode 12 has a really great ending to it, and then it kind of goes into episode 13 and, yeah. and doesn't. But Which they had been doing a lot. That would be cool if you and Johnny went and watched The Expanse and kind of... Well, it's interesting because The Expanse ran from 2015 to 2018, three, three oh, seasons. Was it done? No. No, and oh, then it was picked up for a fourth season, which is supposed to be starting this year on Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. Huh. Mm. And is that where you're watching it, or is Amazon Prime? Yeah. Okay. Wait, you got Amazon Prime? I You do really want to watch <laughs> Return of the King? Uh, you just that? wanted to watch Return of the King that badly? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I did watch it, by the way. Finally. You're like, Lauren, can I please have your password? You can Kung Fu Panda too. Well, I gave her my Crave password, so it was a... Oh, oh. there you go. Uh, yeah, but true. then with her password, you can order shit. No, I'm just kidding. Don't do that. Oh. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> we can she get our flashlight finally. Okay, so shut, up, shut up. Online. Shut up. Shut right. up. Kirsten James. Where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> Ordering flashlights. <laughs> yeah. Get a, get, give me Lauren's password. I'll order a flashlight. We can order it here. It will come in a discreet, discreet box. Art Aronson, where can we find you on the internet? <laughs> discreet <Adder>. box. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you guys. The thing about the discreet box is like nothing comes in a discreet box except porn and flashlights. So like it should be a box that says like, Food or something on it. Yeah, it should be like your good eats box. Art, like say it. your thing. Say like, the thing. It's a discreet box. Oh, so a dildo yeah. for sure. Yeah. So we, we can find At you. Art Aronson Thank you. on all social medias. Also, Between the Stammers, guys, wherever you found this podcast, please listen. Wonderful. Paul? On the internet. And uh, PJ Party Podcast, please uh, go check out. And thanks very much. Brian. And I'd have your virtual reality sex with all oh, God. of you. Oh, right. God. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that the next week. For next week, yeah. Uh, DJ Boytano on Facebook, Boytano913 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm Webmeister Button on socials. Thanks for sticking with us. If you did, it's a miracle. I love you all. <laughs> this has been the Geek Up Podcast. Bye. I'm going to end it with, I want to fuck you like <laughs> an animal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.